I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is Internet Marketing. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 87 of Internet Marketing. It's a news and tools. I'm sorry for the laughter, but we've just done our own vocal a cappello version of the intro, of the intro music. Which it was a little bit heard. jazz inspired as well. Yes, Be- yes. Um, no, that's not the right word. No, you're, anyway. you're a great scat singer actually, Kelvin. <laughs> Yeah, we won't take that one any further. <laughs> Seven quick items, uh, two of them involving Twitter. Should we, should we crack on? Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Um, What's yeah, the first on the list? First one is a change that Twitter are making to the way that they deal with shortened URLs. So over the last sort of two, three years or so, whenever we talked about Twitter, we talked about the various means of shortening your URL. So if you're putting a link in Twitter... Um, you've only got 140 characters if your URL is 180 you ain't going to get it in a tweet mm. so the way that we most of the time recommend is I've using bit.ly um, because that gives some nice tracking or we've also mentioned stumbleupon's one which is su.pr I like that one and Andy likes that one as well so like they're, they're both quite interesting tools both got some good analytics well Twitter are going to start shortening even those URLs that have been shortened um, to their own URL. So, so let me get this right. So when I have um, shortened my URL with su.pr yep. something, 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 it's going to shorten that? Yes, to Twitter's version, which is t.co. Why am I feeling worried? Um, well, part of the reason that Twitter are doing this is to kind of avoid um, phishing attacks and all these kind of things. And, you know, that's not the real reason they're doing it. The real reason they're doing it is because then, rather than you going to Bitly and giving Bitly, I don't know what it is, £20 a month to get their premium version and get all the analytics... I'm pretty sure that Twitter are going to bring out their own one. And there's no huge surprise. Lots of people are thinking that that's going to be the likelihood. There are some downsides to this, that suddenly then every link that you put in, if Twitter goes down, isn't going to work. Yeah. But, you know, it's all these kinds of like, do we really trust Twitter? Um, but on the other side, it wouldn't have been that. If you think if Twitter had been planned to turn out the way it would, you would have thought that this was a feature that always would have been in there. Yeah, sure. So it's no yeah. huge surprise that they're doing this, but a lot of people are kind of a little bit reticent, but actually I'm quite optimistic because I think that then there'll probably be kind of a standardised analytics they'll bring out. They'll probably do a bit of a free version for everyone and then you'll be able to pay and get more data off the back of that. So I think that's the reason why, but worth noting that all your URLs are going to start coming out as t.co ones in the future. So moving on, Mr. Kelvin, um, new version of Dig on the horizon, or is yeah, it here already? Well, it's here, and it's, it's been a bit of a palaver, and you know, talks of rollbacks, talks of not rolling back. Basically, it's a complete change of their system behind it. Um, and it's So Dig, if you've not come across it, it used to be like the big, big news in, in social media, where it was a voting site where you would submit your content to the voting site, 
and they people would then be able to vote on it and that would send you thousands hundreds of thousands of visitors mm-hmm. um it's died a bit um partially because sites like, died uh, well die you know dying it's not quite the the, the exciting side yeah. diggers dipped yes with two piece um <laughs> but yeah so basically part Dip. of that part of that i think is to do with the fact that now people are sharing content in different ways mm. so rather than voting for something on dig to try and share it with people you like you're actually either putting it on your facebook profile putting it on your twitter profile putting it on friend feed or whatever whatever it is that, you know these various ways that we're sharing content now that we probably didn't used to do so dig have changed it around a bit mixed up their algorithm and gen- and change their design and the general impression is that i get from the the active dig users is that they hate it oh um and they don't like the way the algorithms working they don't like the way that content's being automatically submitted from certain sites like reddit and general dissatisfaction to that but interesting site to keep an eye on mainly because i think it's always interesting when a a site has got to make big changes because for whatever reason they've been left a bit behind but they have a very active community already there that are in some ways resistant to the change. So the way that mm. Kevin Rose, the founder of uh, Dig, is dealing with this is quite interesting because what do you do when you've got a website that doesn't really work in the way you want it to anymore, doesn't do what you want it to do? You need to make changes, but you've got this community of thousands and thousands of users who like it the way it is. So um, an interesting one to kind of keep an eye on to see what people are up for there. And if you've not been to Dig for six months or so, go have a visit because it's changed quite a lot. So that's who Kevin Rose is. Yes. I had a very embarrassing moment on another podcast yes. that I do called Social Media White Noise where I, I read a, a blog post out by some guy called Kevin Rose. Yeah. And my co-presenter, Nick Butler, said, Andy, do you know who Kevin Rose is? <laughs> <laughs> He's the dig guy. Yes, yeah. So yeah, he, he, in the world of yeah, the, um, kind of founders and yeah, he hangs out with Tim Ferriss and people like that. He's kind of, yeah, reasonably. Uh, He's kind of a big deal, as I would say, an anchorman, so. Sorry if you're listening. I do apologise. <laughs> I was, had a very sheltered yeah. upbringing. Um, okay, so that's Dig. Um, Spin. Yeah. How do you spell Spin? Yes, it's S P H I N N. Interesting as well because it's also a voting site. And Spin came about from the people behind Search Engine Land. So Danny Sullivan, people behind SMX conferences as well, um, decided, well, Dig doesn't like internet marketing content or SEO content. Let's form our own little version of Dig where we only share internet marketing news. Now, um, it's been around for two or three years, started off very, very well. I was a very, very active user of it, but I've slowly started to stop using it. And I'm not the only person who slowly started to stop using it. So um, what they've done is they've made a few changes. It started off that they were saying, okay, well, suddenly um, our editors can push things to the homepage if they want. So normally it would work that you had to get X amount of votes before you went to the homepage. Um, they decided they wanted to put their editors in charge so they could push things straight out there, which met some resistance, but I suppose it's kind of fair enough and apparently it was always kind of in- indicated might happen. They then made um, some posts criticising, because it didn't need that many votes to go to the homepage, or like 20 or so. There are a lot of people who um, had 10, 15 writers on their blog, five or six hardcore fans. Whenever they published anything, they'd email around to all of them and get them all to vote. So content that wasn't necessarily that good was always getting to the homepage and then other pieces of content that didn't have that support weren't getting there Mm, and generally usage was declining even though traffic wasn't as as i understand it so the site was still getting the same amount of traffic but the usage was dropping so they decided they wanted to do something very different Mm -hmm. and what they're doing is they're in the process of phasing out voting which is really quite interesting because there's a social voting site that isn't going to have voting anymore so whether that's I mean, 
I think that's an interesting story in its own right because it's internet marketing content. So whereas before you might have wanted to submit your blog to Sven and then get votes on it and get it to do well, now you can submit it, an editor will look at it, and then if they think it's good enough, they'll feature it. Mm. So rather than impressing lots of people, we've only got to impress one. So is that a little bit easier? Um, but also that combined with the dig is that kind of, is it the death of social voting sites to a certain degree digs really struggling to deal with this new redesign at the moment Sfin, which is a lot smaller social voting site has decided that it's too easy to game and people aren't using it in the way that they would like so our social voting sites going a bit down the pan it's an interesting mm. one and, and what do you call a social voting site that no longer allows you to vote as well a social non-voting site yeah but i mean i think the site will still be quite useful Sfin, um, because the the moderators know their stuff so it'll almost be like a curated you know, here's five blog posts you need to read today rather than yeah. the 200,000 that have come through on Twitter today. So it'll be useful from that point of view. And I can see it's still having some some value there, but it's very much changing from a community site to more of a journalism well, site. So, so is it more of a nomination type thing rather than voting? Yeah. You're, yeah. You're, so, yeah not, you're sending nominations to the bloke that, or woman that decides. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think all of the moderators there know their stuff. So I don't think there's any kind of like cheeky naughtiness going on there, but it is going to change the dynamic of that site quite drastically. Yeah, sure. Uh, moving on, uh, what's this about Google streaming search? It sounds rather intriguing. Yeah, so the, I've not ever been able to replicate this yet, and I, I only really know a couple of people who who know about it. Um, and to be honest, when the first person came up, I trust them, but when the first person came up with this, I thought it was one of those kind of pranks where, mm. you know, um, someone's tried something. But now a couple of other people are starting to see it as well. And basically what is happening is um, when you go to the Google search box on google.com and you start typing in, so you type in internet marketing... Yeah. Rather than um, you having to hit enter before any results pop up, mm. Google is showing them for what you've searched for. And as you mm. extend your search query, it's refining it again. So if you put internet, yeah. it'll bring up the results for internet. And as you start to write marketing, it'll bring up the results for internet marketing. And as you yeah. put in podcast, it will then bring up the ones for internet marketing podcast okay. before you've even hit enter. Ooh. So that's quite interesting in a number of ways. One, because like then you're getting search results. So is that going to encourage people towards shorter terms because they can see the results that are already there? Is it going to influence people to search in certain ways because you know results come up quicker? It's it's a re- and it's a real drastic fundamental change in the user interface of how Google um, go about their site. Have you seen this? Did you say you've seen it? Work? I've you've seen a seen screencast it of it, so oh, okay, I've not right. I've not actually had it myself. And they do seem to only be really really trialing it in very small numbers. It's not okay. like sometimes where Google just roll it out straight away and everyone gets it straight away. Yeah, but it's quite a fundamental change because suddenly being number one for a head term you know so you say you were number one for internet marketing mm. you're then going to start getting traffic for people who are searching for internet marketing advice internet marketing blog internet marketing podcast you know mm. it, you know all those subsequent terms people might say oh yeah that looks like a good result there and and show that through so yeah it's a big big change i don't know if it'll actually ever meet the light of day that goes to everyone but yeah some big interesting changes going on with how google present their search results at the moment because if you bear this in mind also it was only a couple of months ago we got where they put the sidebar in and you know there's more and more happening on on that search result and google were renowned when they first started out for the simplicity of their results Mm. and it's actually getting quite complicated now so i wonder um are we just are we all with google now and we always will be or are we with google because they were simple but we're now looking for a simple option i don't know Time will tell. Time we'll keep will an eye tell. On this one. Yes. Uh, next on the list, a, a to-do list tool. Yes, yeah. Recommended. So nothing quite like a good to-do list yes. tool. Yes, well, I mean, I'm a bit of a nightmare for keeping track of all the things I'm supposed to be doing, as Andy mm. can attest. Um, and this is a good tool that I've come across and been recommended to me. That It's spelt very funny, but it's to-do, uh, but it's spelt T-E-U-X-D-E-U-X. T- hang on, T-D... T-E... 
UX. Um, D-E-U-X. And I'll drop a link in the show notes. Tux Dux. Tux Yeah, but I think <laughs> it's French. meant to be to do. Is it a French site? Um, no, no. I think oh, it's right. one of those kind of, it's jokey. It, you, you pronounce it to do, okay. but it's okay. not spelled like to do. And basically, it's an iPhone app, Android app, web app, where it's a kind of nice visual way to manage your to-do list mm. that hopefully can make you a little bit more productive. Um, whole gamut of websites and the like that you can go into if you're into this production, you know, sort of self-efficiency type things, mm. um, which I've never really got into. Have they you get played with this? Not a huge amount. It's okay. recommended by um, a follower of mine on Twitter when okay. this morning I asked for recommendations for tools, had a sort of five, ten minute look at it and I was like, I could see myself using that. But okay. but to be honest, I will probably stick with my paper list because that's the way that I work. But for the kind of people who like uh, digital to-do lists, it looks like an interesting one to experiment with. I mean, do you, are, you, are, you, are you kind of more of a paper, pen and paper kind of no, guy, Andy? Or are you a remember well, the milk or a get, no, fi- get I things done? I did try... Uh, to do law to do law to do law I can't remember what it was yeah. like. then I tried to remember the milk yeah no to list that was it to list okay. and then I tried to remember the milk didn't like it very much and then I went back to paper now I'm using OmniFocus okay which is Mac only and it has um, an iPhone app as well yeah and I think it has an iPad app too uh, I still get into grips with it um, yeah. it's the best one I've seen to date but I'm, I always have a strange relationship with to do yeah. systems yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, it's, there's some really good podcasts and websites out there. So I'll probably drop a few links into some of those about that productivity kind mm. of side of things. But yeah, to do look like an interesting one as well. Back to Twitter now, and yeah. they've got a like button. Yeah, this has been Facebook. rolled out. Yeah, it's been a, been around for a while. Basically, it used to be if you wanted people to tweet your content, you would add what was known as a tweet meme button. So mm. tweet meme being a separate website to Twitter mm. that would give you a button where anyone on your page could click that and then tweet out your, a link to your content but also it would provide a count of how many people have linked to you now not surprisingly google i'm um, sorry twitter in their approach to um bringing lots of things that third party websites did that they now want to do mm. themselves yeah have produced their own button um, i don't like it as much as the tweet me one but it's official and there is one real added benefit to it that once someone clicks your button to tweet your blog post tweet your website tweet your mm. link or whatever it is they then hit publish. They then get redirected to a little window that says, would you like to follow? Um. And that can be your account there. So hopefully if their big sell there is that if you use theirs rather than tweet me, you can increase your number of people following you because there probably are people who tweet your content who don't follow your account. Mm. And this can be a good way to kind of follow so it, that through. It sounds just like it's a retweet button. Is that right? Yeah, it is, it is just a retweet button, but it's an official retweet okay. button. Is it labelled like or retweet? It's retweet. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So I have a retweet button. Yes, right. it's a retweet button rather than a like button there. But yeah, it's essentially doing the same thing, which is sharing your content to a social network site. Okay. And yeah, the final one really is just an event that we've not got a finalised date for that me and Andy are going to be involved in. Um, mm. Basically with a chap called Chris Lake who does a very good podcast called Run Marketing. Now what we were... Chris Lake or Chris Lee? Chris Lee. Why am I saying Chris Lake? Chris La- no, Chris Lake is, sorry, a um, another Twitter follower of mine. Chris Lee. Sorry. Chris Lee, ah, okay. Um, um, of Run Marketing. And um, he is he's a podcaster as well we were talking to him um, I think you did an interview with him didn't you Andy he, for, well he interviewed me on his show yeah and, yes. Yeah. and we were talking about the fact that podcasting isn't really doesn't really get the social media press that it should do because we think it's a really powerful way of communicating with people and a really interesting way to promote a business so we're working on an event with Chris um, that we'll give you more details of, of when we 
when we've got dates finalised and that. Mm. But kind of an event for podcasters and people interested in podcasting to meet up. It's going to be in London. Um, and we're going to try and get some people together who are interested in podcasting because there doesn't, like particularly in the SEA community, there's all these regular meetups where people get together, you know, learn about what other people are doing and then have a bit of a, a network after. And there doesn't seem to be that in the world of podcasting that I've really come across. Mm. And we're going to try and do something a bit like that, aren't we, Andy? I think that's the plan. Yeah. That is the plan. So, yeah, we'll send you some, we'll include some more details. We just want to give people some advanced warning. So, if you are in the UK, I know we've got listeners all over the world, so apologies to you guys, but we are going to try and arrange this event in the UK um, to meet up for people interested in podcasting. If you want an excuse to get over to the UK, well, the, this, this might this be it. Might be it. <laughs> might be it to come and visit and say hello to us. But yeah, so we'll let you more let you know more about that. It's going to be a free event um, somewhere in London, so it's not not like a big conference. Conference. It's more of an informal gathering of people interested in the arts, the craft, the science, the the skills, right. the magic of, of making the, podcasts. The magic that is podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, excellent, fantastic. Brilliant. So that's a wrap for uh, episode eighty-seven. So it's goodbye from me, Andy White, and goodbye from me, Calvin Newman, and we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links, and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments, and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number... If you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six one five zero. If you're inside the UK, it's o one two seven three two five six one five zero. And you can leave a voice comment or question, and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 